Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about societal beliefs and philosophies. Yes. But before we get to that, it's a very as interesting always, subject. Mm -hmm. Today in Mayan, which is a whole philosophy you may care to um, uh, evoke and develop, we're going to be teaching Mayan again for the first time in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, there is, it's a completely different way to understand time, and we do do some very specific things about it. Today in Mayan is... Eight Ben. You know, there's not a lot of shows that we do that fall on Ben days, but this yeah, is kind of halfway on. between you and yeah. I, because we're both Ben. It's uniting the pillars of heaven and earth, I, spreading wakefulness. I harmonize in order to explore modeling wakefulness. I seal the output of space with the galactic tone of integrity. I'm guided by the power of navigation. Mm -hmm. So your day-to-day -day looked like that. This is what's so amazing about Mayan. Back in the ancient days, you mm -hmm. had to actually translate that sentence into English out of a whole bunch of math and uh, Mayan expressions. Uh, and then when the age of computers occurred, they did the entire Zolkin, which is the, Mayan, the part of the Mayan calendar we're talking about. So that it just prints itself out. Mm -hmm. But those were fun days when you would sit there with a pencil and, and fill in words and come up with, uh, and it made it yeah, a Yeah, it was like place. doing math for yourself mm -hmm. back in the olden days. So I harmonize in order to explore would kind of take us to our, one of our points we'd like to make on the show about the philosophy of yeah. our society. Well, first to preface that, we have individual beliefs. We've talked about that for a hundred years here on the show, that we, we, our beliefs create our reality. Our thoughts create our beliefs. Our beliefs create our reality. And so is true for our collective consciousnesses, our societal beliefs. There are things that we believe as a society that are affecting us that we don't even know. I mean, we don't even consciously know. Mm -hmm. We don't even take that into account when we start looking into our beliefs. But so much of what society um, believes is something that affects us and drives us. For instance, society believing that it's wrong to have a lot of money, even though we've worked on our own beliefs, we don't realize that that collective consciousness, which is like uh, Carl Jung uh, discovered or coined a term for the collective consciousness, we are affected by the gestalt of the all. So yeah, we are going we to have, discuss several of those tonight. Yeah, we have no idea of it. The uh, first of all, the idea of covering your posterior trumps integrity. It does. It's the philosophy that we work under. Mm -hmm. It is more important to have your posterior covered than to act in integrity. Yeah. Okay? Well, yeah, uh, I was going to... Yeah. Well, go ahead. Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to bring up blame in a little while. Yeah. Uh, well, there's so much of it. The, the idea of... Um, what was it? Uh, harmonize in order to explore. Okay, so anger. We've talked about anger a hundred thousand times on this show. It talks about borders being crossed, but you never said there was a border there. So anger always turns out to be you're angry with yourself. Yeah. But in order to become <coughs> angry, you have to actually step out of balance. You have to step out of harmony to be angry. Mm -hmm. Now, we're not normally in harmony. We've done how many bowl events? I think we came up with 500-something bowl events over the last decade. Bowl events where we ring the crystal well, at bowls. At least 13 and you, or 14 years. <laughs> yeah. 
and you, you come into harmony listening to the notes of your own chakras, and, and people are, oh, this, this feels too good. I'm, I, yeah. I have to go and listen to children scream and uh, automatic weapons to get back to be normal. Would somebody yell at me because I can't stand being in harmony because it's such an alien state of thought? Uh, children bring me into harmony, but I get your point. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me, it's, oh, God, a child yelling, God. Yeah. <laughs> See, Can't that they doesn't just bother be cool? me. Yeah. <laughs> what is the matter with that? Yeah. No, they're screaming because they're on Earth again and have to go through this. Yeah, well, that's the real reason. Well, it's it's so true, and we may as well, since you um, brought it up, we might as well just maybe do that one first, which is the topic of blame. Blame. This sure. is something that has really reached epidemic proportions. As a matter of fact, we can have a natural disaster, and nature will not accept the blame for anything. It's neutral, it just does what it does, and it will not, it does not feel guilty, so it will not accept the blame for this hurricane or whatever happened. So what we tend to do then is seek blame in everything else. Like the events that have been happening with people uh, getting automatic weapons and shooting up public places and people within those public places, to me, that is more of a reflection of, of something that we have to look at, which is our psychiatric health in, in this world and in this country. And look how all of these electrical devices we have and these additives in our food and various other things, our cell phones, are affecting our mental health. Mm -hmm. And we have to treat it as an illness and not condemn people as if they're these horrible beings. Because yeah. we don't get... Uh, we don't just uh, disparage or, or get really angry mob mentality-wise at someone with kidney problems, yet when they have brain issues, because of the way it can demonstrate itself, we treat them uh, really poorly. And it's time we, we start looking at the brain as an organ that we have to keep healthy. But the blame will go on. The hurricane will happen. If you can't blame uh, the, the hurricane itself, blame the government or blame the movie theater or blame the doctor, but yet if our liberties are compromised because everybody has a potential for something, then we'll blame everybody for compromising our liberties. And we all are so backed into a corner where we can't win because no matter what we do, we are going to be blamed, that it's causing these eruptions of anger within everyone. That makes me we angry. We have to find the place to get back to being personally responsible. And that is That's the it. only way yeah. this wins. Not suing everybody, like somebody suing a movie theater because of what happened. That is just insanity. We have to just know that we are the creators they, um, in our life. They actually put out warning labels on ladders. You know, ladders. I have seen that. Right, okay, because you are so dumb that you don't realize you will fall over off the ladder. No, please, out of the gene pool. I thought you meant you if can't you, walk under it. It's a superstition warning. No, that's even oh. all of those people out of the, the gene pool. Uh, they put warning on spaghetti because someone sued a spaghetti, you know, spaghetti manufacturer because he stuck it in his ear and hurt his eardrum. He then <laughs> sued because there was no warning label on the spaghetti. Right? Okay. No. And the judge encouraged this by letting the man be paid for being that dumb. See, we are the only species there is. Survival of the dumbest, I think. Uh, yeah, Idiocracy, the movie Idiocracy. If you haven't seen it, see Idiocracy. It's an amazing movie. But we, we have to stop paying people for being patently stupid 
Yeah. We really do. We are not supposed to reward this. The person that spilled hot coffee on their lap and then sued whatever chain that was that gave him the hot... You asked for hot coffee. We presumed you to be competent enough to carry it out of the store and take it wherever you were going. Well, also, you know, we're not talking about not holding people accountable, like the place where she bought the coffee and everything. It's about personal responsibility. Yeah, companies have to be personally responsible, and the people that work within the companies have to be personally responsible. Yeah. That's really the only way out of this, or the only way through this, and that it has to get back to that instead of blaming everything else. I remember being about seven or eight years old. My brother was playing with Tinker Toys on the living room floor a good 10 feet away from me, yeah, 13 yeah. feet. And they fell down. And he got up, and he came and hit me, and he goes, look what you did. And I remember thinking, how did I do that? Yeah, you say that tomorrow morning. I, I realized that that was his way of yeah. acting out his anger. Because I mm -hmm. think people are so terrified of having the blame fall on them because we've gotten so nuts about this that it well, is a self-fulfilling thing, a self-perpetuating mm -hmm. thing, because no one will take responsibility for what they've done because the blame comes down so hard so as oh, oh here well you, I've got a scratch on my car let's get you to pay for that too because you you slipped or you didn't get all the Douglas ice Adams, off your sidewalk. Douglas Adams was quite brilliant when he um, invented the blame thrower. If you're unfamiliar with the blame thrower and you're, you're in a meeting that you really can't stand simply blame someone for something. They will <laughs> blame true. someone else for it, who will blame someone else for it. And as this goes around the merry circle of the conference table, you just slip out unnoticed. Two hours later, you come back and blame them for not being aware of whatever it was. Now, the difference between blame and observation, which is something we would like to delineate the difference between the two, because blame rides very much on a current of anger and what blame it does, you're angry. Or I know. It, yeah, okay. So <clears throat> what happens is, if it's an observation, there's no undercurrent of, of um, anger. Yeah, like that. It's, yeah, that so it, it's not this undercurrent active thing. Beneath your words. like <clears throat> Right. Now, what happens is the human being does not recognize themselves as the source. Mm -hmm. You cannot be angry at anything other than yourself. So that's the entire blame game in a nutshell right there. You are angry at you and you take it out on, <laughs> that's very tempting, well, also, you take it out on take it out on someone else because they're handy and they look weaker than you. You don't blame somebody uh, who's obviously much stronger than you and, and very angry themselves. Well, I think, I think that's very true in, in mm -hmm. like, like microcosms, but in macrocosms, people tend to blame the big thing because they feel small. Now, we pass blame, like I talk about people when they feel guilty or they feel upset, they walk around and they say, here, will you hold this for me? And blame is a way to get somebody large to be smaller so that that person who feels small can feel larger. Ah, feeling larger. Speaking of which, we have our next call. Hi, First caller. Call. What's your name, please? Yes, hi. Uh, this is Bob. Hi, Bob. Oh, hey, what can we do for you? Hi, uh, Marie Neville. Uh, Mary, you've you've done some dreams for me before. This is Bob and Marlene. Oh, hi! It's so How good to hear you? from you. Mm -hmm. Yay! Uh, 
was listening in, and I had already uh, intended to call you about a dream I had last night. And Great. it's funny that Neville uh, had mentioned Idiocracy because I think it very much ties into that. That's theme. a good movie. Uh, uh, yeah, kind of scary, but and funny. Um, it's kind of in parts, but I'll go very fast because I think they all tie together. Okay. Uh, the first one is I'm, I'm walking with my wife in, through this mountain meadow, and it's, it's very pristine, and uh, there's black goats and sheep roaming through the meadow, and it's fenced in, and all of a sudden there are some, uh, I notice there's some black wolves uh, and gray wolves in the corner, and they come screaming down the mountain running. And they're, they run past us, and it's like, I, I know they're not after us, but they just slaughter all the sheep and the goats. And the interesting part is they have bangles in their fur dec as decorations, and they're all in the shapes of bullets. Wow. And then it goes to a second part, and so that kind of transition, it's kind of like a recurring dream within just a very quick sequence. Uh, the second one, I'm, I'm on an island where everyone is quarantined there. And the reason we're all quarantined is there's some disease that has taken place where we have all lost mental capacity. However, you know, I don't feel like I have, but everyone else has. So um, That's the first sign, you know. I'm trying to figure out how to escape. And there's also a, a cat there who roams through who's got big pink eyes. And he's also mentally capacitated because this little girl has to feed him because he can't remember how to feed himself. And mm. the guards just leave the gates open and because no one can figure out how to find the gate. So everyone is kind of locked inside. And then it goes back in time into the next transition where I'm walking through these ruins, uh, these strange structures that were built around the turn of the century. And there are these rusted metal tubes um, and some spirit comes and starts explaining, well, these were built as part of a project that was sponsored by aliens many years ago. And it was really the tubes, there was openings in them where balls would pass by, like in a lottery, and you would pick the balls, and it was a gambling game. However, the balls, to keep them suspended in air, there was some kind of poison or something that was introduced. Third part of that is there's newspapers strewn about, and uh, the only two dates I remember from them was 1913 and 1938. So I pick up these newspapers thinking maybe there's some kind of clue here to what happened or how did this mental deterioration take place. And um, the next scene I transition, I'm just walking with someone across a total field of just flesh. So it's, it's kind of a very disturbing scene. It's just gray flesh we're walking across, human flesh. And so um, go back to the machine, and there's something there that says, well, this, this has happened before, and it had happened much quicker than anyone ever thought. Wow. So it's, well, it's I wanted a bit to get a this, sense yeah. from you, because well, I don't us, have dreams Let us like do this. a... Well, is, uh, is this... It wasn't a good feeling at all, and I wanted to get a sense from you. Well, is anyone was, else sensing this in the universe? Or? Well, I, I was getting a lot of things from this. Um, and first, I, I would like to just let everybody know here in the studio and in, in the audience um, some of the really profound dreams you've had. Um, I've, I've t uh, shared your dream with your permission on the show before about the mouse uh, yes. when you were in the hospital. 
and the mouse ran through a tunnel and then disappeared, and that helped you to diagnose the fact that you had a hole in your intestine. Is that, is that correct? That's that exactly right. Yeah, yes. and it saved your life. I remember so, that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I thought that was really profound. You, you really are an incredible dreamer. So not that I wouldn't take this seriously with everybody, but some of the dreams you've had have been really amazing. Um, I'll, I'll let Neville say some things, but um, I oh, felt that, that the, the gray and black, and one of the things that that all referenced was weapons, because we've got 1938, which was, I believe, right before, when did World War II start? Does anybody know? No, there's a lot of violence going like on. Like 1939? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there was probably a lot of buildup of weaponry and such then. Um, rusty tubes, there was a lot of metal in your dreams in each one of these segments because yes. there were bullets on the wolf. Then the island was quarantined and cats with pink eyes, um, which I'll, I'll think about while Neville says his, but walking through halls with rusty tubes projected by aliens, the gambling, the poison, the newspaper dates, which are very significant, like World War I and World War II. Then we've got um, clues, the gray and the, and the flesh. So we've got things that illustrate the gray matter, which is gray matter, our brain. And mm. I think one of the things that when you first started talking, Neville will probably say this too, we thought of psychotronic weaponry because I think that that does have a lot to do with interference, whether it's intended or secondary through our mm -hmm. electrical devices. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But that there could be some things that were made weapons-wise that is causing us all to diminish in our faculties. Um, More than that, okay. Like and, electrolytes. And, yeah. yeah. And, I and, say and, that in a funny way. And but ca like cadmium something. and barium and whatever all these well, other things are that are in our environment. Well, this is basically what the show is addressing is the idea of the philosophy of our society makes all that perfectly acceptable. Uh, any of the modern medicines, I just found out Lipitor will give you a stroke. That's really interesting. It doesn't have it? to, though. No, it doesn't have to. It's not required to give you a stroke. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, the wolves and the field. Okay. How many victims were there? None. Okay. All of the sheep and whoever else was slaughtered, everybody agreed to that. This is uh, the major point, one of the many major points we'd like to make on this program this evening about society's philosophies. There are no victims. Everyone agreed to it. I was shot in the head. I was never a victim. I died on the spot. I was not a victim. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work that way. All of the sheep agreed to it. Wolves are, ask any Native American, wolves are teachers. That's what this is about. That was a teaching that was going on there. And the fact that there was, are we overpopulated? Do you think we're overpopulated? Have you been to Manhattan? Do you think we are overpopulated? Okay, so a lot of people are going to volunteer to go. That doesn't have to do with anything. It, it just is. It's not, there's no judgment. There's no blame. Uh, the whole thing has gotten so remarkably well out of hand that most of what you're prescribed, okay, is the side effects. We did a show on side effects of uh, this massive number of medicines that just make you take other medicines, the side effects make mm -hmm. you take other medicines that have side effects that make you, now that's mentally inept, whatever your word was. And that's validating the, the original condition by counterbalancing it, and then you yeah. can't heal because then you'll be out of balance for the counterbalance. Yeah, exactly but, what we work against all the time. Well, 
you know, work about? Well, say. just a couple of our observations yeah. about the dream. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I wrote here, Teachers with Bullets, and I think that there are so many things here that are a commentary about what's going on in our world today, and it's a call to action and a call to not give our life force to these things. But when you were talking about the black goats, I thought of black ops or um, men who stare at goats. And, and sheep, you know, we call, we're all called sheep and, oh, and things like that. Oh, men who stare at goats, yes. Yeah, and mm -hmm. so that there, there, there really does appear, and, and cats, for instance, see in the dark, well, well to a le much greater extent than we do, and yet these cats' eyes were pink, so they weren't really seeing it, 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 the things that are hidden. And yeah. perhaps it could be the positive, wonderful thing behind, behind all this. And if you ever want to give me a call at home, I have a bunch of other things, and I'm sure you do too. Yeah, this would take but that, um, quite a bit of time to do this. But I think it's calling, calling us to, to action. Number one, I really feel that you're being shown something in our environment, some heavy metal type thing that may be related somehow to weapons, either from World War I and World War II or something that might be getting in and causing because there mm -hmm. are a lot of brain conditions and I think this is something that I really feel strongly about. It's not that, that just these crazy kids, quote unquote, are getting guns and, and acting out video games. There is something right. going on electrically with our thought patterns because innately people are kind and loving. That is that our natural. That is the whole that point. That was the sense I had was it, this, this dream was not for me personally. Yeah. This was something I wanted to talk to you about and I was going to call you, you know, even on the show or off the show. Yeah. And say, yeah. is anyone else it's feeling definitely. this? Because I didn't feel it was for me. Yeah. Know, I, well, yeah. if you would like, if you feel up to it, if you want to write that down and email it to me, I'll post it on my Facebook so people can write comments and, and stuff like that. Because I do yeah, just feel it's more the larger thing. Yeah, just to say about it. Absolutely, I will people. do that. Yeah, thanks. We are on the island of people who are mentally inept. Have you noticed this? Nobody can find the gate. Nobody knows that there is a gate. Uh, we, we're just constantly disintegrating. The, there's less and less people that stand up with integrity and say, no, you may not do this out of a moral imperative than ever before. You, if, if the person is not directly affected, uh, you know, the, the idea of the shooter in the theater or whatever that is, the bullets with the teachers with bullets, yes. people would just stand up and say, what's the matter with you? You know, you would just march towards him. The entire group would go, wait, wait, dude, come here. There's something really upsetting you. We, we, you got to do something about this. I, we talk forever about the advanced planets. Let's say you walk down a, a city on an advanced planet and you walk down the street smoking a cigarette. Total strangers that don't know you from anywhere would, would just immediately take you and start to console you. And, that, and why are you being, you're smoking a cigarette, why are you being so suicidal? What is hurting you? Don't worry about it. You know, we're going to take care of you. You don't have to be um, so insane. You don't have to. But that's not in our society. This is what we're saying on the show. Uh, you can be just back cracker nuts walking around and people aren't going to do anything other than avoid you okay and that's how the environment for this sort of thing happens and we really have to just click that off yeah yeah well, and you Bob. stand up to these people sometimes okay well yeah and, and everything you know it is a safe universe and everything's on our side but it's education mm -hmm. and we really don't have to learn through um, 
bullets anymore. We really don't. We can learn through love and. Well, I I, I should cut off. Thank yeah. you. Thank well, you thank for, you. for, uh, for, thank you for thank your you. thoughts. I yeah. wanted to share that with you. I hope I didn't take you off track too. Much. Oh no, 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 no that, that actually, actually right on yeah, track. that that yeah. was really right on track. So mm -hmm. I appreciate that, and I really well, I really I look do. forward to look forward to talking with both of you soon. Great, you. sounds yeah. great. Yeah. Yes, bye look bye. forward to it. Bye bye. Oh, very good. Yeah, our dreams really do tell us a lot about things, but but the thing is is we were talking about the collective consciousness and the mass consciousness. There is a gestalt when people think of things. If, if all of us were sitting in a room thinking of how wonderful um, everything is and that things are getting better and better, well then that's the way our reality will go. We've yeah, talked about that yeah. a lot. Our thoughts create mm -hmm. our beliefs, our beliefs create our reality. Mm -hmm. Well, this is also true for a collective consciousness. So if we all think the same thing, like, oh, quote unquote, the economy is blah, 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 then guess what happens? It, this life, this uh, thought form gets created that will perpetuate that reality. But it's not an independent entity. It is being fed by our continual thoughts. So it's very important for us to very pull those thoughts back. Do we have a call? Yeah. A very important aspect of that is that, um, and we've said this on the show so many times, how many families are there on Earth? How many families, okay? Uno. Incorrect, yeah, there is one family on Earth. Okay, and you know how strong your family values are. Well, supposing you, you applied that to everyone, everywhere, all the time. Okay, you are never outside of your family. You can go anywhere and you are in the presence of family members. And that was a philosophical, societal norm. That, yeah. as I said, on the other, yeah, I know we have oh, the call, okay. All right. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Edith. Hey, Edith. Edith, what can we do for you? I've got a question for you. Good. I was talking with a coworker today, and during the conversation, the coworker made sort of a Freudian slip to the effect that I should know that she isn't trustworthy. Is or isn't? Isn't. And I thought oh. it was kind of interesting, and I just wanted to get your take on. Now she said she thought. Deal with that. Wait, she. I, I'm not sure I caught that. You said she told you that you should know she's not trustworthy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, well you know, she's warming up your back for the uh, insertion there. I'm going to hang up. <laughs> okay. I'm having a hard time hearing on this phone. Okay, great. Thank Thanks. You. Well, yeah. I think one of the things there is she was trying to make you guilty. And that is one of the great energy manipulations. It's not one of the four that we teach, but it's certainly one in there. If you can make the other person feel guilty about something, then all they do, they get derailed and, oh gosh, I should have known, I should have known. Yeah, it's a way to get, to get you at another thing. So yeah. if somebody ever says you should or should not have done something, and you find yourself going off on the guilt tangent, pull yourself back because it's really a matter yeah. of exercising have, the alpha. Yeah. Have the word should wake you up. If someone says should, they are manipulating you. There's no sometimes in that sentence. If someone says should, you're being manipulated. Either call them on the word, which is what I do, and then attempt to get them to get a hold of one of my, the books. My yes. friend Judy okay. used to say, don't say my name and have to in the same sentence. Yeah, yeah, which very I thought was good. Funny. Okay. So if the person says should to me, first of all, I know they are not putting anything like their cards on the table. That is absolutely yeah. not happening. Yeah. So either I pretend to fall asleep until I find out what they're really about, 
and then I shocked them by saying, well, that's boring, goodbye, junk, basically. Or, you know, call them on it right, right away. So I'll show you how should works. You ready? You should know about that. You get that? You've been manipulated. Okay, and this is part of the societal norms we'd like to talk about. There is allowing and there is manipulation. Okay, and in our world today, manipulation rules. And allowing is a quiet little squeak you don't hear very often. Okay? And you can just allow all this to be because that's the gate Bob was looking for. You just say, all right, everybody's mentally incompetent. So what? Well, I mean, what are we even gauging incompetency by anyway? I think that the standard that we have, that we have to constantly be some externalized yardstick of perfection uh, to a place where the brain is just not capable of handling the stress that we're putting on our brains nowadays. It's kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah, we don't, but we don't have to do but that. Thank you, Edith. That, that yeah. is a very good call. And Neville and I had even contemplated doing a show tonight on manipulating each other. And I would just say, if she wants to be seen as untrustworthy, she's got some vestment in that, like a gangster kind of thing. Oh, that makes me more powerful. That's all her game. It's going on in her reality. And if you think the best of people, then you're not the one in in the wrong, if there were even such a thing. So, And Edith, if you want to, if this is a sparring contest with this person, and she says, you don't think of me as trustworthy, then you say, oh, you poor thing. Well, you know I love you. And she's done for. There's nothing she can do. Yeah, that's ask the end her, of that. tell her it's okay to trust herself. Yeah. Um, she doesn't yeah. have to have and other people mistrust her in order to trust yeah. herself. Because anyone who says anything that is an insult, they are talking about themselves. What you don't like about the other person is what you don't like about yeah. yourself. And that happens every time. And there are no exceptions. I used to ask people to call in and insult me because all you're going to do is tell me intimate details about your life and really specifically your childhood and have no concept that that's happening. And then you can shut them off like that. Yeah, or well, we'll you do a show on that next week because there really is a lot to Depending on what on it that. is you want to do with the person. Well, we, so I wanted we, to add just one more thing uh, of society's norms here, that uh, the future is this unknown land. No, you know what you can do about the future? You can trust. That's what you can do about the future you can know that it's going to be okay. And that's something that our society's philosophies fight against, tooth and nail or hammer and tong or well, I think screwdriver. That and we are designed bolt. to unite against something, not unite for something. So uh, throughout time, people have created this big boogeyman out there in order to be able to unite together. But, but I, I would like to just finish up what I was saying about that sure. gestalt energy because mm-hmm. I think it's so critical to what we're talking about that if you hear or see a society belief, like it's allergy season, cold and flu season, et cetera, then don't buy into it. Don't continue feeding it. Don't speak it. Don't pass it along. It's like when uh, people engage in poverty talk. 
and because mm -hmm. there's some fear about being seen as rich or having enough money and so everybody's got to undercut each other like the Monty Python skit where it's luxury, luxury. We lived in a box by the side of the road. You well, had you a had box. a box. Yes. We had luxury, a shoe, luxury. and it was a dirty shoe. And yeah. it would just go on and rocks. on and on. You had rocks to make yeah. soup out of? Luxury. We had luxury. to work 48 hours a day, and then yeah. had one set. Well, anyway, it would go on and on like that. And I think that when we engage in those kinds of spirals, we are feeding Seymour, yeah. and we don't wish to do that. But another thing that is a really good observation that I've seen in recent times is people find at, in certain circumstances in certain circumstances that it's very dangerous to hear to really listen to people because it's gotten so like if you get into a, a board meeting and yes it's a BORED meeting if you get into one of those all it really is is a bunch of roosters trying to crow louder than another rooster. And I'm not talking about all of them, but I'm talking about pretty much all the ones I've been in, and I've been in thousands probably in my life, that everybody's trying to compete and talk louder and get over top of each other, and nobody's really hearing. And the whole conversation would last 10 minutes if people really listened. And so there is a technique that I teach in opening of the throat chakra. When you're having a conversation and you feel like you're not being heard or everybody's on output, stuck on output, and nobody's really on input, and all that does is get people stuck on output even more, is when you talk, you listen to your own voice. Don't be thinking about what you're going to say next. Don't be uh, thinking about, oh no, I've got to say this. Listen to the sound of your own voice, and you will feel heard, and it will get you right out of that, and then people will start hearing you too. Yeah. And it's not a dominant output and a, and a submissive input. It's an equal exchange, mm -hmm. and it is far, I mean. Uh, Joseph Stalin, of all people to bring up at this time, had a very interesting board meeting technique. He did not say a word. He did not say a word through the entire meeting. And his was absolutely the last voice. No one spoke after he said whatever it was he said. So he got everyone's input, the dog pile of humans scratching at each other, and then he just told everyone what to do. Now, I'm not in favor of what he did. I'm, I'm thinking, however, that that technique... That'd be easier for you, though. Thank you. Didn't I George Bush say that, uh, well, being a dictator... Someone asked him if he was a dictator, and he goes, well, that would certainly be easier. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I... Well, uh, well, I a friend I, of mine from uh, the, just, Ohio sent me a crop circle on Facebook, and this is the crop circle. Isn't it cute? And Rick will get a close-up here shortly. That's and, a pretty good shot there. Yeah, and this, there we go. And uh, this, for whatever reason this is, had an enormous effect on me. Um, in fact, I printed it out, and then I printed it out again, and I took it into the place in the house that's my studio, and uh, shortly and this is uh, Tom Johnson in the alternate universe in uh, Peebles, Ohio, um, at any rate. And he's uh, regularly posting crop circles. So I studied this. I couldn't quite figure out what was going on with it. But then again, I could not help myself but to have gone and created, created this thing out of copper. There we go. OK, there we go. That's it. I got it. <laughs> there yeah, we go. Still okay. Now, what this is, this did appear on a Star Trek episode where there were t uh, twin quasars. 
that orbited each other, yet every time the one went around the other, it had so much energy in it, it moved itself in a further orbit out. And so it was in a spiral orbit, and then this thing became uh, completely... It, it just... I, this is almost ineffable, uh, what this thing does, but I could not help but create it. And then I brought it up and uh, didn't even show it to you. I just put it down in the living room and I went to do something else. And when I came back, you had... Uh, well, I, I just picked it up like this. And I, I wish everybody go. could um, experience it. You want the it. black behind it? It might be easier to see. I think maybe I had it this way. Yeah, um, okay. Well, I don't know that that'll work, but I just... I just did this, and it started like moving in and out, mm -hmm. and it was just like the most incredible situation. I, there we go. Okay. I see Billy. I see Bobby, <laughs> but it was so incredible when I did that. It really felt like I saw in my mind's yeah. eye, like reality just tear, sort of, and I could see into it. It was just the weirdest thing. Here, do, yeah. There we go. Do it so people can. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Now you see, I, I can see it. It's like ripples going through reality. And this might be. Oh, yeah, that would work. Like yeah, that. there we go. Okay. Yeah, that effect. Now, yeah. like anything else that we do, you program this. You tell it to do something. It was just really a like nice. Like everything in reality, you tell it to do something. So we will just create a much higher standard of society's norms, society's philosophies, yeah. a much greater greater consciousness. Yeah. Did you well, want more? Um, no, but that, that, really is, that really is brilliant. Uh, talk yeah, about I heavy know, metals. I could not help it. <laughs> uh, that just demanded to exist. Well, I, I, um, yes, and that's very beautiful, and I'm glad you brought it tonight. I, I would like to just finish up that boardroom thing and the being yeah. heard. Okay. Because I, I really do feel that so much of what's going on in the world is because we don't feel heard, and everybody is feeling... Like mm -hmm. they have to be heard by somebody in order to be validated, in order to feel loved. And that if you listen to the sound of your voice when you're talking, you're going to be completely in your body. You're going mm -hmm. to be rooted in the core yeah. of you. And then you're not caring what other people are thinking about you. And people will hear you in a different way. The person you're looking to get to hear you is really you. And that's that's yeah, all we, I had to say. We have to bring up a generation of people that know that they're the source yeah. of everything. Yeah. Everything that happens in your idea in your life is your idea. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what it is, it's your concept. You are the source of everything. Right. We are all sorcerers, every one of us. That's the way I used to have a business card that said sorcerer. People thought I dealt drugs. You know, it said source. All right. Hi caller. Uh, Hi caller. What it did. Er E R in parentheses. Sorcerer? Yes, sorcerer. Hi caller, what's your name, please? Or number. Hi, you're on the Designation. air. Turn your television down. You'll be able to hear us much better and you. Okay. If uh, you can leave the room where the TV is and take the phone with you. And three, two, one. Do we have our next caller, please? Okay. I don't All think right. they can hear us. I don't think so either. So this was just the second crop circle Tom sent that... Uh, if we can just get a brief close-up of this, and I just want people to be able to freeze frame on this thing for a second, or not. Okay. Anyhow, it's a binary code, and I don't do binary well enough to translate it. If anyone wanted to catch a... Um, Your light switch does binary code. 
Yes, it does. Okay. But you can see this is a binary. Yeah, there we go. Okay, this is a binary spiral and the ons and offs that it represents. And I believe this is the same thing as the other crop circle, uh, just more information in it. Anyhow, if anybody gets anything on this, please to uh, send us an email or, um, yeah, so you can count the... There's uh, a pattern in anything. Yeah, yeah, and I just would love this one translated because it takes me too far okay, away when I look at it. Back. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, my name is Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Jennifer, what can we do for you? Well, um, when you held up the first uh, um, spiral, yeah. I kind of had a, my heart started beating really fast, and I felt like a kind of a download, I guess you could call it. Yeah. And I, I started thinking about like how things and situations could be encoded as well, and people don't feel it. On It's not like a direct message. And... Um, and I feel like it starts manifesting outwardly um, without us noticing that we are actually transmitting the message that we've just received on a different level. Yeah, very uh -huh. good. You want to know, um, we were talking about this the other day. Many years ago, I, I mean, I knew of crop circles. I didn't really have an opinion one way or another, and I did some automatic writing about them, and it was talking about how there is, and much like what I was talking about earlier about that these ideas or these thought forms or these society beliefs or philosophies mm -hmm. and that the earth ac actually sends them up as vibrations which creates the crop circles mm -hmm. and um, there was something you were saying oh about um, yeah and then when that like let's say that crop, crop circle represents our heart opening which I think is a little bit of what oh, you were saying well and what we were feeling mm -hmm. then that heart opening thought form comes up out of the planet and it does what it does it makes the, the the crops bend and all that but it comes up and then it's this thought form that we can all tap into that's why consciousness comes in waves where um, like the time of Egypt where there was a great jump in oh, humanity huge, huge. and then in the 20th century it really mm -hmm. began again and mm -hmm. consciousness since 1987 has really stepped up and I think you hit the nail right on the head, that it's out there for us to tap into. Yeah, I'd be willing to go to England to walk that crop circle, which I did in my thinking. So Let's make I one started, out of sand on the beach sometimes. I started in, in the uh, one circle, the circle further out, and I walked towards the center, okay? And I kept getting knocked out. I, and finally, after three days, I managed to make it to the center. And when I made it to the center, I was in a different dimension. And I believe that's what that's about well, also. Well, do you remember years ago I used to write people's personal steps, like I got that, right, these right. footsteps, like these dances will mm -hmm. unlock other dimensions for us. Oh. And I was able to write them down for everyone. Mm -hmm. So you, you probably are very much onto that because I would walk the Chaku Ray and that's where I got that info. And it's time for the duck, so. All right, bring on the duck. Will there be a ride to back? Oh. I got forgiveness. I got five forgiveness. Actually, I got authenticity, mm -hmm. which is really what we've been talking about yeah. for the show. If everybody was authentically um, sovereign of their own creation, none of this would be going on. No medicines, no shootings, no. We would just. Well, that's all another belief down. that we're getting is that we we have to have 
medicine in order to survive mm-hmm. past 25 or whatever that is. At like like the doctor that told me you're going to get your parents' diseases now that you're 30, and I went, no, I'm not. Um, yeah, we we yeah. do get a lot of this. No, and, this and the belief that old dogs can't learn new tricks, and we have a call? Yes, we do. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Diane. Diane, hi. Hey. Hi. I wanted to know if I can get a reading for Mary. Sure, Diane. Hey, Be happy to. And you may, um, ha- you will have to turn down your TV or just listen to it because it's a big feedback loop when the TV yeah, can be heard. Yeah. Okay. The first card we get is talking about breaking free from a time when you may have felt controlled or um, stifled by other people or your choices or a job or whatever that is. And it's saying that whenever it looks like others or circumstances are controlling us, we're always driving the boat, and, and it's because of a fear. And if we can confront our fear and walk through it, then nothing can control us again. And this is talking often about a, a real estate purchase or land purchase or a move. And it is also about enjoying the moment. We're so busy thinking that we have to pursue happiness that we don't allow ourselves to find it in this moment. And that equal parts of joy exist all the time, whether it's on a bride's face on her wedding day or under a pile of laundry. All we have to do is really look for it. And so you may have an opportunity to move or to do a big change in your life. And this, this maturity card is talking about us all having exactly what we require to live our authentic life and all the way to fruition. So this is talking about something lasting. If you've been wondering if something was going to last, uh, something positive that you like, like a relationship and, and your health and all that. And this looks like there's smooth sailing ahead. So thank you. Yeah. Just a note on our idea of discussing the philosophies of our society. The thing that any one of us can do that would be of the greatest service we can possibly be to humanity is very simply to be yourself. Now, we have the, the lies are so intense here that we lie to ourselves. We lie that we can hurt other people. The other people hurt themselves. I'm not saying being willfully hurting of other people because that's not at all our nature. That would not be being who you really are. What we would do would just be kind, be kind and loving to ourselves and others, and all this goes away right away. It's not that big a trick mm-hmm. to do. And I know we have other callers, so... Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Or designation. Pick a pseudonym. Hi, you're Just on the air. Give us a number. Yeah, say hello. Say hello. Next if you're caller, on, If then. you're on the line, say hello. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hi. Hello. What's you're your on name? the air. What's your name, sir? Um, you'll have to turn off your TV. And, sir, you're on the... Yeah. Oh, okay. Can you hear us Okay. Let's go on to the next call. Okay, I don't know uh, if he's hearing us. Yes. What can we do Hi. for you? Ah. Just put up the next call in. Okay. Next call. Hello. Hi. Hi, Hi you're call. On the What's air. your name? Hello. Hello. Yes. What's your name? Yeah, my name is Tenemba. Tenemba. Hi. What can, what can we, we do, do for you? you? Yeah. May I please have a reading from Mary? Sure. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We're most happy to. Thank you. And if the call we lost, if you want to call back, that would be great. And um, I, yeah. I'm going to assume that you wanted a reading, so perhaps you can 
take some of the readings and apply yeah. them to you. We ought to have okay, the operator tell people to turn their TV down. Yes, yeah. yes. Always when you call in, just turn your TV down. It's probably easiest. Okay, the first card we get is talking about patience and birthing new ideas. And that everything you've done, sometimes it seems like we do all this stuff and people don't recognize it or it, it doesn't seem to have an effect, but that it's almost like your guides and your teachers and your angels are all around saying that you have had an impact and not to feel discouraged in any way. Now, this is about releasing some of the old beliefs, and we were talking about societal beliefs tonight, but releasing some of the beliefs that don't serve you, like some of society's beliefs are that, that, um, that we have to uh, go to war or that we have to do this or that we have to do that, and we know that those don't serve us. But some of them are more underground and more quiet in the background. So look at that and discard some of the things from your past so that you can move forward boldly. And we've got this beautiful card again. And I feel that this is a, a feminine energy that's around you, that's really surrounding you with love and encouraging you to walk forward. And it seems like money or job, something connected with that, is going to start improving. So just open yourself up to that. So thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Do we have another call? I believe so. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? This is Marilyn. How Marilyn. are you doing? Good. Hello. What can we do for you? This is Marilyn. How's it going? Good. Okay. Hi, Marilyn. What can we do for you? Can you um, hear can us? Can I get a reading for Mary, please? Sure. Yes, I think uh, there might be audio technical uh, snafus tonight or something because I think it's difficult for people to hear when we talk. Um, okay, the first card we get is the friendliness card, and it talks about the perfect types of relationships where you're close enough to blend, but yet you're far enough to become yourself. And that's something that you're choosing to work on in this lifetime, is how to have boundaries with other people in the perfect way, not overstepping them or having them overstep, but finding that right equal balance. And if we look at that, that sometimes in learning how to get this, we walk through the land of the compromise where no one wins. We, that again is a belief that we always have to compromise, that we always have to diminish what it is we're looking for in our life so that everybody can have that same dimi diminishment. But in fact, we can all have everything. It is a win-win. Yeah. Love always is a win-win. Mm -hmm. Now, moving forward, this is talk showing a woman who has been afraid to set down her treasures, afraid that people will not respect them or that she'd be vulnerable. And what this is saying is open up, let, put yourself out there. And if you are looking for a new work situation, I would look a concentric ring out from where you're looking right now. So thank you. Do we have another one? Yeah. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. perfectly. My name's Nancy, and I was hoping to get a reading from Mary. Be most happy to. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. They seem very slippery tonight, so I've got to keep them from falling. All right. Our first card, I love this card. It's actually called Adventure. This child stood in the dark until the point, afraid to step forward, afraid who knows what's out there. And once he shed his fear and really took that step, this rainbow light of adventure clicked on, and I feel like that's really saying to open up and take that step. This card is saying that maybe there's something that's holding you back, like I'm not quite sure. And I would look at your beliefs about yourself, your beliefs about your abilities, 
and clear some of those old things like, oh, if I'm a mother, I shouldn't do this. If I'm this, I shouldn't do that. And you'll find that it, it'll really propel you forward and that there might be some things that you are, are being held back by that you think you can't get out of. But once you relook at that, they're going to open up and you'll be able to move forward. It's not about breakdowns, it's about breakthroughs. And that's really anything that looks like it's taking us to a breakdown is really getting us to know that there, everything has a breakthrough capacity. Yeah. And so there. So we thank had you. so much to talk about this evening on the show. I know. Zip, yeah. zip, zip by. Um, uh, do we, we have, have another, another call? caller? And then I want to say just okay. a little closing thing. Okay, sure. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hello? Hi, caller. What's your name, Hello? please? Hi. What's your name? Hello, are you, is this the caller from before? Yes, it's me, yeah. Oh, what uh, can, my name, do, my we, name is Abdullahi, and uh, I just wanted to uh, know if um, each individual has uh, angels around them, and if yes, how many, and uh, uh, if they are like 24 hours or they just take turns and... Uh, well, and the, I you think know that is something that is about to protect us also and guide us. Uh, so okay. Well, yes. Well, that yes, that definitely. is actually a very Thank good you. question. I know yeah. we are actually down to just a couple of minutes, so we can only answer that very quickly. But please call back next week because uh, we are going to be doing a show on that very topic coming up, and we would yeah. love to have you call in. But, but essentially, all the angels necessary for what it is you came here to do are standing by. How brilliant of you to see them. How brilliant of you to know they're there and just accept their assistance. It happens all the time. And another way to see it is they're like air that you breathe. And I, I think of guides as doorways. And so if Very we're looking good. to get healing, we walk through this doorway. If we're looking for advice, we walk through that doorway. Once we've gone through the doorway, it's this big room of air, just like we breathe. And so it's, it's about reaching out and when you open your hand the whole universe is right in your hand you know that expression mm -hmm. if you have a yeah. fist so uh, I think of it more like that like yeah. um, so it's not somebody standing around saying hey hey can I do something for you can I do something for you it's just the air that you breathe and you inhale mm -hmm. so but call we've got a lot more to say about that yeah. do we have time for another call no okay tonight's show has been on the idea of society's philosophies Right now, that looks like polarity, extremism, separation, secrets. That's what's normal for us, and blame. What you can do about it is to be yourself 100% of the time, to have integrity, to um, step in when it's the right time to step in. I'm not saying kill yourself, but there's a time when you step in. Yeah, go ahead. And I We'll be at Ruby Tuesday shortly. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I would like to announce that you're doing palmistry on oh, Saturday. Yeah. And on Sunday, I'm doing EFT for confidence. Mm -hmm. And it, it really, everybody gets their own private time with that. And yeah. it's a very profound experience. And then, uh, I'm not sure what else is up, but that. Be confident. Show up for that. Yeah. yeah. And then there was something else. Well, if you've ever wondered what this is, ever wondered what that is? There we go. Ever wondered what that is? See the lines there? the lines. Well, I'll tell you all about it. They mean something. Yeah, it's your personal circuit diagram. It's a glyph that represents your incarnational contract. It's a road map. It's uh, more information than we can possibly cover in the time we're going to cover it in. And we're putting a Serpent Mound trip together, so any that are interested, let me know and I will give more details. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to be early October or mm -hmm. 
maybe even September, just yeah. depending on And again, groups. Tom Johnson, thanks for the uh, crop, crop circle. circle. It was very inspiring. Okay, and, and it was our joy and honor to take you to the door. And, and we'd like to say thanks for our audience today and coming down from New Jersey danglers. and locally. Yes. yes. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yes. You guys are coming to the restaurant with us? Excellent. There we go. Okay. <laughs> All right, which is fun. I like to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there is only now, there isn't the past, there isn't the future. There's only now. Act like that, would you please? Stop yes. pretending that the past is going to reassert itself and stop being afraid of the future because the synonym for future is the word trust. And thanks to Bob for his dream and all of our other callers.